Mr. Allen? I'm like, no. What's your name? I go, my name is blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever I use. And he's like, you have ID? Yeah. He's like, oh, got it. (laughs) Hey, this is Matt Cox and... Zach. And we are answering subscriber questions. So, this is it. Yep. Let's go. So, what's the uh, what's a, what's a good question? More and more questions for Zach, which it does hurt me a little bit. I, I don't think it's that many. Right here, it's a little. I don't think little, it's that many. Right here in my heart, it hurts it's a little a bit. What I hear guys say, "You're awesome, Zach. You're amazing. You're." Right. And then one guy was like, "You know, oh, and I love you too, Matt." <laughs> well, that sounds like a. That was just like threw me in there. That was that was a pity. That was pit out of pity. Uh, out all right, of pity. So what's up? Oh, um, well, here's, here's, what's your favorite thing to eat? Who, me? Yeah. Bacon. <laughs> I, I answered that guy, bacon. You answered that guy I did answer before? That guy. Yeah, when I saw it, because I, I, I didn't realize, because right, posted, I posted that little, I posted that comment. What is, it, what is it? The community comment? I posted the community comment saying, hey, ask us questions. And that came in right away as soon as I commented it or, or put the comment or put the uh, the notice up, so I didn't think it was the same thing. And I answered it, and then I thought, oh wait, I'm not supposed to be answering these. But yeah, oh. I've said bacon. Oh, like bacon, bacon scallops or something like that. I would eat I bacon eat. and scallops. Oh, no, bacon wrap no, scallops. Oh no, my no, god, scallop wrap. I, I didn't really did that. It's, it's it's amazing. They're amazing. You know who used to have them? Um, uh, who used to have those? They were great. Uh, Bonefish Grill. Bonefish. Oh, I gotta try that. I gotta try that. I don't think they have them anymore, but they'll make them for you. Because when I got out of prison and I went to Bonefish Grill for the first time, and it was still, by the way, six. When I got out out of, out of custody, it was six months later before I actually went to a restaurant, and I didn't even pay for it. Somebody else paid for the for the meal. They were like, well, "What do you want?" And I said, "You know, you guys used to have this, but it's not on the menu." And the woman said, "We'll make them for you." <laughs> they made them. They were awesome. They were amazing. What's another question? And we got a ton of questions. Like I posted that last night, late last night, and by this morning we had like forty questions. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. All right. So, um, did you ever consider trying to have? Oh, I didn't name my favorite. My favorite thing to eat is uh, I would say cereal, specifically <laughs> frosted Rice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, did you ever watch Friends? Yes. They like, asked Joey one time, what's your favorite thing to eat? And he goes, sandwiches. They were like, yeah, what kind of sandwiches? Sandwiches. Any just kind. Sandwich, just sandwiches. That's right. Just sandwiches. <laughs> That's what you said, cereal. Yeah. Cocoa Puffs or brand, ra- Raisin Brand? What, it's a huge difference. <laughs> raisin Puffs. But all right, so let's go. All right, um, did you ever consider trying to have your fingerprints altered? While on the run? It's funny you say that because I, I, I don't know how much I looked into it, but somebody, you know, the problem with your fingerprints is that they grow, you know, from obviously they grow out. So yes. it, the only thing you can really do to alter them is, scar, is extreme scarring. Like you yes. can put acid on them and, and you can actually constantly put acid on your fingerprints and wear them down. And there's some kind of sur- sulfuric acid or some kind of acid where you could do that all the time. But I mean, you know, in the end, it's going to come back. Yeah. Look, if they Enough got of you, them. yeah, they're going to wait eventually. And even at some point, they're just, they grab you and they think they know who you are. I mean, at some point. Well, you know, finger, fingerprints are generally for murder or, or, or violent crimes. They don't, they don't do fingerprints mostly for like fraud. They'll go, hey, get, get, see if you can get the fingerprints off that check. You'd be like, um, a lot of people have touched that check. <laughs> so here's the thing. I know what you're saying. I had a scam that I ran one time in Orlando. Guy gets, uh, so th- this is actually this chick, uh, Allison, my, one of my co-defendants. We actually had a scam. And so we ran a scam and it got caught halfway. Th- you'd have to, I, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but basically halfway through they, they recognize, they, they, they think that it's not her on her license. It is her. But right. they, for some reason, because she changed her hair, they think it's not her. Right. So it sparked this huge investigation. They didn't give her the check. Well, that investigation ended up spilling over to another scam I was running in Orlando. You know, and to, you'd have to read, like, the book and everything. So I had two different scams. 
And so the FDLE came in first because it was multiple, because the, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement is FDLE. So they came in because it was all within Florida, but it was multiple counties. So one, so, you know, Tampa PD can't be investigating something in, you know, in Jacksonville. Right. So the FDLE came in and one of the things he did was he actually, um, he actually did dust everything that Allison uh, had touched in order to see if he could get prints. Right. And I didn't know that at the time. I ordered the Freedom of Information Act when I was in prison, like, five years later and yeah. found, and read it. And when I read it, he actually had a whole thing where he had ordered the stuff and he got it back and the lab, crime lab came back and said that there were no prints found. And Now, every time I sent somebody in, like with Allison, I sent her and we put super glue on her fingers. We just did like the tips of her, fi- the first few tips of her fingers and the side of her hand. So I was like, look, you can put your hand down and you can sign something. But, right. you know, um, but you know, cause we had the, we had, a, we basically had our hands. I don't know that I did every digit. I did every, the tips of every finger, thumb and the bo- base of her, anything we thought was going to touch. Right. Because she was a mortgage broker. And so she's, she's in the system. Like right. she's got fingerprints are out there. Right. So, but I think what, one of the things that guy might be thinking too, is like, Matt, if you got grabbed, if they were looking for me and they grabbed me as somebody else and I have a real ID, they think I'm, they think I'm Michael Eckert. So they're, they're putting me in as Michael Eckert. They may fingerprint me. And find out that you're not Michael. Find out I'm not Michael Eckert. He's saying, what about altering them? But the truth is you can tell that they're altered. Like if you alter them, typically it's only temporary. And if you scar them so that there are scars, there's like these little, I forget what they call them, the little round base points that's, that they actually kind of pinpoint. You'd actually have to scar over every... It'd be difficult. Yeah. It, I, don't, I wouldn't think it's worth it. I just, for, for the crimes, I just don't know how often they would do that. But it's interesting they did that and found no prints. You know? They found no prints because there were... I mean, she, I told no, you she had I, super I glue over everything. Her oh. floor, that was Allison. All of her... Everything she... They didn't find anything on her because... Every I she we'd put super glue on every all her hands before right. she walked in. Listen, bro, I was think trying to think of everything. Right. I was mean, it super glue or El- Elmer's school glue? No, I used super glue. <laughs> it could have been Elmer's glue. Would have been great. Yeah, because that that makes like a little film and they don't really see it. What super glue? Do you don't either? Oh, okay. She put super glue. It was a, it was a clear gloss the super glue that not like the runny one, but the and yeah, we did it. And the worst thing was that was for the next three days you're picking off super glue from your your fingers. <laughs> It's, and it's hard to, I don't know if you've ever had super glue on your hands. If you, if you put super glue on your fingers and you try and pick up anything, it's super difficult. <laughs> yeah. You're just, so you're sliding your stuff over and pick, having to pick it up on the, it's got to look tip of the, of the, of the, of the desk. Makes sense. Um, let me see. I remember Travis went in one time we had put a bunch of, he had super glue on some fingers and he, we had wrapped up. Like two of his fingers were wrapped up, and then we put like we put uh, band aids on a couple of his fingers. Like we were really like trying. So, and he was like, "Yeah, I fell. I don't know. I was riding my bike, and I went over the thing, and I hit the ground, and I he had a whole story <laughs> From, behind why his hands were like right because he had gone in a couple times with super glue and didn't want to use it anymore. He was like, "Yeah, I'm sick of this. Like I'll do three fingers, and the rest of them we're gonna put band aids over because I'm picking Whoa. super glue off for four days." All right. So my, my opinion of that is that that cause. Like they would have to need ballistics immediately. Like what happened? Like ballistics is for you mean forensics? Forensics. Ballistics is for bullets. Bullets. Yeah. I've never. All right. Sorry. They would need forensics immediately because like people touch that. Yes. Because if if a a desk in a daytime, if I sit here and I left and they ran the fingerprints, I'm sure there'd be multiple people's prints. Especially in a title company, because that's all your title company or or inside of a bank is the only place you're going to be constantly touching things. So how right. many people are on a loan application? God knows how many people go through a loan application. Like, right. you know, you touch it. I, the customer touches it. The loan officer touches it. The processor touches it. The underwriter touches it. The whoever's, you know, putting together the file touch. Like there's just who knows how many underwriters touch it, actually. And it just goes, it gets touched over and over and over and over again. Right. But I, I hear you. Yeah. But no, that I never, I mean, I did think about it. I just didn't think it was worth it. Plus, I was so arrogant. I thought they're never going to catch me. 
one need to go. Did you really think that? You thought I really thought I was never going to get caught. Keep in mind the few times I'd been caught, I'd been caught by banks and lawyers, and I'd always talk my way out of it. I'd been handcuffed, taken down to the police station, talked my way out of it. I'd been, oh yeah, in South Carolina. Remember, I got arrested in the handcuffed in the. Wachovia Bank. He told me about that. Brought downtown, talked my way out of it. So, I mean, you got to think, my confidence level on my ability to talk my way out of something is through the roof (laughs) at that point. You got I remember that story. Hopefully we cover that. All right. What's the biggest or weirdest thing you saw flushed down the toilet in prison? I don't, I mean, I've, I mean, other than what, drugs? Yeah, well, you know, drugs. I mean, you've heard the story about um, there was some place in like, I want to say Arizona State Prison or something. They, they killed some guy and they cut him up and flushed him down the toilet. Piece by piece? Piece by piece. I've, I've heard that story. I don't but know the, how the, true that is. That, that can't be too true. What the, the biggest thing I've seen is uh, a guy that they beat up pretty bad when I got to the pen. And he had a bloody sheet. And the guy goes, flush it down the toilet. He's like, how am I going to look? So what he did was he took the sheet and he flushed and... Just kind of funneled yeah. it, yeah, and Flush it kept it. flushing and it, it kept, kept flushing, got yeah. it all the way down there. Yeah, those 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 toilets are something else. I know, but pretty powerful. That's, that was the weirdest thing I ever saw. But yeah, he, he slid that down there. I'm gonna tell you the <clears throat> bro. We had a, such a vastly different experience in prison. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst thing I saw flush down the toilet was my MP3 and my headphones by accident. By accident, I had it clipped to my shirt. Right. And listening to it at nighttime, you know, you know, and they give us a the little tiny MP3 that that you can clip on to certain items. So I had this clip to the collar of my shirt and I used the bathroom in the middle of the night and I, I have to lean over to put because there's a button you push to flush the toilet. So I lean over to press the button. And when I lean over to press the button, my MP3 falls off. Blip. It's, it's like blip. and it goes down and it pulls the headphones right out of my ear because when I look, I'm like, and then blip. Headphone and MP3 down the toilet. It's like a scene from a movie or something. I was sick. Like I I moaned so loud, my celly woke up. Like, what happened? I'm like, I just flushed my MP3. How much easier was your time with the MP3 player? Oh my god! That was like that knocked like twenty percent of my sentence off. Yes, having an MP3 player. Oh, go, going into the zone and disappearing from and you. Hey, I'm, I'm listening to music, bro. Let me. Yeah. Let me. Oh. It, it was almost like like when you went to commissary and would get a little pint of ice cream. Yes, it was like a little taste of freedom. It was like five or ten I, minutes. You know that that ruined like yes, eating it did was a little taste of freedom. But the fact that you had to eat it right then and there, like you couldn't eat it at a time yeah. that you want to because yeah, like they, you want to eat it melted. Yeah, yeah, going going to the store at seven o'clock in the in the morning and having to eat ice cream that, yeah. that ruined a pretty much a good day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this guy says, I would be interested in hearing about politics of pardoning and deal, why some people get pardoned and some don't, politicians using crime criminals as face for pushing legislation, state and federally, and how do a lot of Wall Street guys get light sentences and other financial criminals get longer sentences at federal level? My God, that's a hell of a question. I yes, mean, that's, yes, that's an hour and a half, two hour podcast right there with, with two people that know what they're talking about. Well, um, the answer <laughs> to that really is, is money. It, all, yeah, all that yeah, is, yeah. Is, is money. I so, agree. And, and prior record, um, the Wall Street guys have no prior conviction, so they get bonds and they get money. And believe well, me, and they can they can hire lawyers that can really really tear apart a, a case. The, the, yeah, and the sentencing guidelines, like they can, like the way the sentencing guidelines are written, they're extremely broad. Yes. Right. So take Conrad Black, for example. Yes. Conrad Black, take the same charges and the same dollar amount for Conrad Black, and most people would have gotten 20 years. Conrad Black got a few years, right? Um, I thought he had like uh, we, 10. Right. He but did. he won in the Supreme Court. I know. That's what I'm saying. He won. Could you have won that case? No. You know, Con- you don't have the lawyers. You right. can't pay. You can't pay a dream team of lawyers to fight the case. Now, here's the thing. So that charge with that dollar amount, with all the all, under the sentencing guidelines, and let's say he got, I think he got 30. like ten years. Did he get what? I mean, it was it was like um, level. What was the highest level? Thirty two. 
I don't know, but yeah, it was it was he got it, a huge sentence, right? So yeah, what he, you're he saying? He initially he initially got a huge sentence, but it got cut. He only did a few years. Yeah, right. Like because he won in the Supreme Court. Something that they adjusted, they legislated, and and I think they made something in the sentencing guideline to apply to him, right? Okay, they forced it to apply. They forced like mail fraud, like um, dishonest services mail fraud to apply to him, which yes. it didn't. So he beat that. They, they then said, look, you cannot charge this guy with this crime because he doesn't meet that criteria. And as a result, he got let out. Yes. Right. And they had to resentence him. When they resentenced him, he had to come back in for a few months, like three or four months. And then he left again. Oh, OK. Right. Yeah, Did, have did. you met him? You met Conrad? Black? No, no. I mean, I was I was like, bar- I barely missed him by like a few weeks in, oh, the, really? in, the, in the low. Him getting out the second time or the first time? Um, the first time. OK. Because he got out. Then he had, I think, the first time. Then he came back, but he didn't come back to Coleman. He came back to another instant. He went to like Miami to the, to the camp or something right. below for a few months. But that, that that's neither here nor there. Well, the point is, is that so he got a big sentence, but he ended up serving little, very little time. Here's the thing: how many times prior to that had the federal government charged someone with the same crime? It didn't apply to, and every one of those people did all of their time. So they did 10 years. They did five years that they shouldn't have until someone like Conrad Black comes along with a dream team of lawyers who can go all the way to Supreme Court and explain to the Supreme Court that basically my crime doesn't fit this criteria. I shouldn't have been charged under this. Therefore, I should be released and resentenced. Right. So prior to that, for 20 years, people were being charged with that crime, doing all their time and getting out because they don't have the money to fight it. Well, what about um, what's his name? Kraft. I don't know about that one. Uh, when with the prostitution, where they sat and they videoed him coming out of that salon in 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 South Florida, you don't remember about that? Well, he got charged with solicitation. The owner of the Patriots. Yeah, the owner of the Patriots. Mm, no, I didn't hear that. You didn't hear about? Um, real quick, probably over overview. Um, he went into a massage parlor in South Florida, and they were watching that massage parlor. And when he came out, I guess they started recording the the address or the, that his car would pull up and how long he was in there and he came out. So then they they went in and they charged him with solicitation of like prostitution or even though they like don't that. know what happened in there. Kind of, I think they they arrested the girls and they kind of twisted the girls' arms. Well, they they took him to jail. Well, then he hired some huge dollar lawyer who kind of came in and said, um, so tell me about your surveillance. They're like, yeah, well, we sat over here and we watched it for, you know, like five, six hours or a whole day. And he's like, uh, according to the law, if there's nothing going on, you can't just watch like innocent people doing innocent things. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, you have to have a suspicion of a crime. So if you watch them for an hour and a half, you got to stop. You know what I'm saying? So you weren't really suspicious of a crime. You're just going to sit like I could watch you all day until you did something wrong and then arrest you. So they're like, you can't do that. So they, he brought into light the fact that when it comes to surveillance, that there's a limited time frame where they can actually sit and watch you do something innocent. All right. And, and turn that whole law around. He got that whole case thrown out based on that. Well, it, it would have been one of us. Absolutely no way a lawyer would have argued that point. No, no. Well, you have to think, too, like so. When you get arrested, and so first of all, most people they get they get arrested. The first thing they do, if it's any kind of money crime, they come in, they seize everything you have. Well, if you're Conrad Black or someone, they don't. If you're a Wall Street lawyer who's got thirty million dollars and all these different assets, they don't seize anything. Like typically, they come in, they arrest you, or they indict you, they bring you downtown. They typically like. They don't show up with guns drawn. They knock on your door with a bunch of guys. They say, hey, look, you're coming with us. They handcuff you. They let you like they treat you way different. Yes. Because they know this is going to there's going to be a lot of lawyers involved. This guy's got money and we don't really have we can't get a federal judge to sign off saying we're going to seize 45 different accounts. We're going to seize all this property. Like because the truth is, we don't know how much of the fraud is covered in all of this and it'll look bad because we know it's going to get publicity we know the one thing we zach and i and agree most criminals will agree with is the one thing that government does not want is press right so if you arrest some wall street guy with a bunch of money he can one fight you 
So now it's it's an even playing field. It's not an even playing field with some fraudster who's stolen a million dollars and doesn't have anything in his name. Right. Or he's got some stuff in his name, but you're thinking, we, we kind of feel like it's from fraud. So seize everything he yes. has because he's not going to get a lot of press. He's not. If we seize everything, too, we put him in a bad position. He's going to have to get a public defender because that's what happened like with me. You, they come and grab me. There's 700000 in this account. There's 400000 here. There's X amount of money all over the place. There's a bunch of assets. But guess what? None of it's in Cox's name. So we can seize everything. He has no choice but to go with a public defender. And the, the federal government, it's really not in the federal government. I think it's the Bar Association. I'm sure some lawyer can correct me. But, so, but I'm pretty sure the, the bar, there are, there's things called certified, pub, certified trial attorneys. Right. Okay. So like less than 3% of lawyers are certified trial attorneys, which means that they've spent X amount of time actually in the courtroom. Right. All right. So that's one thing that that's a list that's out there by the bar. But there are other lists that are held by the U.S. Attorney's Office and insurance companies where they say, how often has this attorney gone to court? Trial. So think about it. They know. They know that Zach's an attorney. He's a he's a federal public defender or he is a. He's under the federal public defender program where he's put himself up there to be to represent criminals. But we also know this about him. Yeah. He's never gone to trial. He's been he's been trying cases. He's been taking cases for 15 years. He's never actually tried a case. So guess what? If Zach gets appointed that independent attorney under the federal defender program, so he gets appointed that lawyer, Zach can't go to trial. He won't go to trial. He'll take any plea we offer him because his attorney might bitch and moan. But we know in the end, his own attorney is going to convince him to take the plea. Right. Because when we get to a point where we say that's the least we're going to offer him, we'll just go to trial. We know the attorney is going to turn to Zach and say and scare the hell out of him. Man, you can't go to trial, bro. They're going to give you 30 years. You've got to take this plea because he doesn't want to go to trial. You know why? He's never been to trial. He doesn't right. really know how to do trial. Right. He's right. terrified and he's never done trial. Right. He's not going to do trial. Right. So he's going to convince his client to take a deal. <laughs> so we're going to give him 10 years and he'll sign the 10 years because we know his lawyer can't go to trial. He's terrified. Yep. And that's what happens. And that's what happens in law. Like, like for instance, you get into a car accident. And your lawyer comes in and you go with this lawyer and that lawyer goes to State Farm Insurance. State Farm's insurance adjusters go, who is this? Oh, <laughs> been going 30 years, been to trial twice, lost both times, <laughs> hasn't been to trial in, in 15 years. He ain't going to trial. <laughs> then they go and they offer Zach $100,000 for what should be a million dollar settlement. Right. <clears throat> Zach's own lawyer convinces him to take the $100,000. He should be the, should be a million, but the the title they know he, right. he's he's got poor representation. Well, then that that inform infers that the entire system is screwed up because because you're you're right. No, <laughs> stop it. I won't sit here and listen to you talk bad about the justice system in the United States. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yes, that that's what that kind of infers because. And then it, the fact that these lawyers just take money from insurance companies who jack up the rates of the uh, the people who got, have to have insurance. It's just, it's, well, it's, you, you know uh, how many times I've been in prison and met some guy who had who got seven or eight years for like thirty million dollars, fifty million dollars. What? For just a few years. And I'm sitting there going, I got hit with six million dollars, and I got twenty six years. How did you get seven years? Well, it was a this crime or it was that or it was that or I or went to trial on six million dollars, went to trial and lost and got like 12 years, 12 years. You went to trial and lost and got 12 years. Well, I had a very good lawyer. And you're right. You did have good lawyers. Right. Because I had a public defender who, you know, she did what she could. I mean, look, in my case, it's hard to in my case, there wasn't a lot of wiggle room because I was so overwhelmingly guilty. Right. But. The other thing is the way they they the way they hit you up for like your dollar amount. Like my dollar amount is so ridiculous. Like they, I know a lot of guys that plead guilty to dollar amounts that they they truly feel like I, I pled guilty to fifteen million dollars, but or ten million dollars, but I never saw ten million dollars. And then, you know, there's all these things that offset it, and, and that and the even though the U.S. Attorney Office knows, they always try and hit you for, for the full amount. Right. Which is just such a scumbag thing. So if you borrow half a million dollars, right, and 
on an asset that's worth 400,000. So if the bank, the bank's never gonna lose more than 100,000. They have a house worth 400, they lent half a million. Right. There's only $100,000 in what's in potential loss. Right. That house offsets the half million. So the government will come in and say, we're gonna hit you for, or, or we're, we're charging well, you for half a million isn't dollars. Isn't that intended loss? It is, but you understand, like in my case, they, they first came out of the gate saying they were gonna hit me over $25 million. You know damn well I didn't take $25 million. So it's up to your attorney to argue that down. But think about it. That, that U.S. attorney would have been perfectly happy to give some guy 30 years that he knows he maybe made half a million dollars. Yeah, but we've got numbers that say $25 million. So we're going to charge you with $25 million and your lawyer can argue it down. What if my lawyer says, yeah, that's the way it is. That's, that's just how it is. You, they hit you. It's $25 million. You're going to have to take the 30 years. Okay. So you plead guilty to 25 years or to, to 30 years. Think about that. Right. That's totally up to your lawyer because you, you're just some guy who commits fraud. You don't know that you could only really be charged for a million dollars. True. Well, I mean, you, you say all that, and uh, my loss amount was 130000 and I got 198 months. Your arrest record is outrageous. Yes. It's off the chart. Yes. <laughs> You've never. You have like a, 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 like a, a, like a learning disability when it comes to crime because, like, you can't <laughs> seem to understand you have to stop this. You, you keep getting arrested and arrested and arrested. And all you're thinking is, well, these are learning experiences. <laughs> no, these are chances. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good point. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in the next video. We, we've got, but we've got another video we're going to talk about arrests and how they went and how it happens and how you're treated and the process. So okay. go ahead. Sorry. All right. Um, it says, ultimately, what gets people caught? Greed or complacency? Or is it extension factor, factors, women, kids that hold people in one area that ultimately lead to their arrest? What do you think? Um, I think it's more complacency than greed. I, because I, the greed is what leads you to the pull off what you're pulling off and it, it what puts everything together. And, and initially when you do it the first time, it's very, you're watching everything. And when it works, you're kind of like, okay, cool. So then you might go to second and third time and you kind of get complacent and forget to, to cover certain items that are very important. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely think you become emboldened by your success. Right, and that that's part of it. Obviously, look, I think, I think, a, I think a part of it is it's the same thing. Part of it is driven by greed. You you need the money or you want the money. Sometimes it's necessity. Sometimes you're just in such a horrible situation. You see a very, Lucrative. very clear pro, a very clear path to making a bunch of money, and you know, so so you take that. You know, you take that path. Uh, but I think I think what happens is the more emboldened I got, I mean, the more crime I got away with, the more emboldened I got. Yes. Like I, I did constantly think, fuck it, I can do this. You know, I can get away with this. I can do this. I can. Oh, yeah. Do this. yeah, I'll go you in said, the bank. You said no earlier that you didn't think you would ever be arrested. Like they're never going right. to catch me. Absolutely. Because a few t every, because every time they caught me and I talked my way out of it, I thought, man, I'm good. I'm good. I, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm, I'm good at this. I'm there's never going to happen. So. It did. It kept getting, you know, it, 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 my arrogance kept getting higher and higher and higher. And, and uh, I'm not sure that makes sense. But, uh, but I think also, um, you know, everybody always, you know, it's, it's always like, oh, a woman, a this, a that. Okay, well, look, you were going to get caught eventually. Like, yeah. you can't say, like, is this the, this one chick told on me and that's why I got, or my buddy got, you were going to get caught yes. anyway. Eventually, you're going to get caught. How many law enforcement officers are there out there? You know what I'm saying? And they're looking at you and they're looking for this and everybody's looking out for this. I mean, eventually to think you could do this forever. I think the only way to do it is to do it, do it successfully and, and stop. get away and then just stop. And then you've got a chance. Yes. Like what? Yeah, I don't, it, it does the, the, the noise. This is, do you hear this? I hear it. Yeah. Can you hear it on the, mm, it's tough to tell, it's tough, it's tough to difference between here and what I'm hearing. You're right. Right. Yeah, the, and I knew this eventually that was going to, that's why I got, I have to get into 
a bigger place, a, a house where I don't have neighbors. Or no Saturdays. You got to do it. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, like, that's the dog. Like, that's the dog. That's a that's a bone. Like The, the dog. Oh, really? Pick, when he gets hyper and he'll run around, he'll pick up the bone and drop it, pick up the bone and drop it. And he's playing <laughs> with the bone. So but I don't think you hear it on the on this. If anybody hears the bone dropping upstairs, the boom, boom. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> All right, this one's for me. It says, much respect, brother. My question is, have you ever What's considered becoming a pastor so that you can legally scam? <laughs> the way you talk, you would be very believable and good at it. <laughs> um, um, no, I've, I've often be thought of becoming like a motivated, a motivating, motivated Motivational speaker. speaker? Motivational speaker. Thank you. Wow. I don't know what the, I, I know that. And, and, and my English you is worked, horrible. And you worked for, <laughs> he worked for Anthony to, Robbins. Anthony, oh, I was going to say Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony Robbins. I think is it? Yeah, it's Anthony, Tony. I mean, it? Anthony Robbins or Tony Robbins. He actually worked for him for what, 18 months? Motivation. Yeah. That's pretty. Did you know that? <laughs> no, what was that? Yeah, bro. That's why I want to tell him. I want him to yeah. come one day when he has like two or three hours and can tell his whole story. Uh, this like, was it's in, insane. This was in the 90s when he had his. Um, he got fired from Anthony Robbins. By Anthony By Anthony Robbins. <laughs> and said when he was done, he said when he was done firing him, he said, I, I felt really good. Like I was going to go on and be successful. Like it was, this is the best firing I'd ever had. <laughs> like that was motivating. Huh? I'm out of a job, but damn. I feel good. I feel like I do have a future. Not with him, though. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do a whole video on that. Oh, we had to. Oh, that's part of his whole story. That's part of his story. Well, like, yeah, I, it was um, his uh, train the trainer when he was training people to train people. He had had this whole program going. And I think I was like, I, I in my opinion, I was the token. You know, it's like back. I think back in the late, late 80s, early 90s, it's like, hey, get a black dude. OK, got one. Cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are integrated. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next one? Okay. Uh, but no, I never thought about becoming oh. a pastor, but I have thought about becoming a motivational speaker. Nice. Uh, what's it like going into the bank now after you've been out of prison for defrauding them? Having a BOA, a Bank of America account now would be hilarious. Yeah. I, so I can, let me, you yeah, can you, answer it first because obviously I, I've opened a Bank of America account. I didn't try them. Yeah, I did. I, I tried to open a, a secured Bank of America account. I sent them the money and uh, they sent me, no. I didn't send them money. So sorry. I applied and they just came back and said, not interested. Now, granted, I do owe them $2 million. <laughs> I feel like they're holding resentment. Um, they, it's like, get over it. It was like 20 years ago. It's like, it was like 17. Oh, no. FDIC, the no, FDIC about, gave you your money. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 15 years ago right. that, that I, you know, so whatever they're, they're, they're just, you know, they're just, they're holding on to it. So, um, one, they wouldn't even let me open a secure credit card. I did go and open up a business account with them. So I opened up a business account and they shut it down like two weeks later. Right. I don't know what happened. They ran me through this, through the, the system, everything. They were like, yeah, no problem. And I'd already been denied by, for the secured credit card. And I thought, huh, okay. So, um, and I knew other guys that got denied for secure credit cards with Bank of America. So I thought maybe they're just a little bit stricter. Um, anyway, I opened up a, a business account. Two weeks later, they mailed it back. They just said they, they closed it for no reason. But the first time I went into the bank, I was in a halfway house. Right. So I went into Wells Fargo and I opened a bank, a bank account. Wells Fargo had a, an agreement with the halfway house to allow ha people at the halfway house to open up accounts. So that was the account I got opened. Right. But when I walked in there, I just remember thinking, you know, I walked in there like, oh, where are you staying? I was like, I'm staying at the halfway house. They were like, oh, okay. You know, very polite, very professional. But I kept feeling like <laughs> they're going to close the account. They're not going to give me an account. Right. But they did. They gave me an account. I was like, and everything went through okay? She was like, yeah. Yeah, everything was fine. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I've had that account. That account's been great. Uh, Wells Fargo's a good bank. Um, I'm TD Ameritrade and... Um, I haven't, I haven't, I didn't, I didn't start with them. I started with Chase and Chase, Chase. I don't think it's going to be too bad on here, but. That's insane. It is. Uh, Chase closed my account afterwards, but. Uh, why, I actually, why, why? They didn't, they didn't They tell don't tell me. you. They just say we're closing your account. Yeah. And a month later we'll send you your money. But um, they, um, 
Uh, apparently, they oh, Chase must have some connection with NetSpend because when I got out, I didn't get a bank account. I just went ahead and got a prepaid card with the Western Union NetSpend card, and I was using that. And then my brother said, why don't you just get a real bank account? So I went online and applied for Chase, and they granted it and opened it and everything. So then they closed it. So I didn't know what had happened. I figured I was in NCIC. So then I went to uh, another bank, TD Bank, and I've been there ever since. I love it. You know, so yeah. no problems. Secure yeah. cards and all, you know. It's, you know, it's funny. I feel the same way about every time I've gotten on a plane. Or well, not every time. The first time I went to fly, I just remember thinking, they're never going to let me on the plane. Like, you know, I have passport fraud. I had a, a red notice on Interpol. Right. Like I was on like a no a no fly list. Like there was all these things that they were looking for Matthew Cox. Now, granted, it was 15 years ago, but I was thinking there's just no way. They're going to run my name. I'm not getting on. But I've never had a problem. Oh, wow. We'll really know when I have to fly when I go to, to Europe. I'm going to Europe in a couple of weeks. So when I go to Europe, I'll be, they'll be run through the system. Yes. Like then I'm going to know. Especially coming back. Into the U.S.? Yes. Yeah, like leave, you're right. leaving might be, not be an issue. Coming in might be. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I almost want to get pulled aside and questioned. I want to be able to go, but I'd almost be comical. Like what a great story that would be. Mr. Cox, we'd like to talk to you over here. Oh, well, they, awesome. They, What's up? No, they, they uh, I, I can tell you from experience of the couple of people who I know that came back in the country and got picked up. Like, so when you walk out of the terminal, it'll be two people and they'll be like, Mr. Cox, can you, can you follow us, please? Oh, you're it's not going to go through. I'm going to go. It's not going to be at passport control. Yeah. No, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to come off the plane and they're going to be like, excuse me, Mr. Cox. You're like, yeah. I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to be like, who? <laughs> Mr. Cox, can you follow us, please? I'm so sorry. Uh, you must have me confused. <laughs> okay. Then I'll pull out you... my another fake ID. My name's Johnson. You know, that, that's part of my arrest in the feds. Oh, I know, they, I know. They, they, they asked me, I go, no, my name is such and such. They're like, oh. oh. <laughs> now we've got you for identity <laughs> theft, too. That was an extra two. Uh, did you just gave me a fake ID? That was an extra two. Two years, aggravated identity yeah. theft. Nice. I'll be yeah. keeping that's, that. e- that's exactly what he did. It's like, I go, um, Mr. Allen, I'm like, no. What's your name? I go, my name is blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever I use. And he's like, you have ID? Yeah. He's like, oh, got it. <laughs> two extra years. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> Good try, buddy. <laughs> All right. Um. Did you ever fight a guard or see a guard fought? Interesting, interesting okay, for, story of someone attacking a guard. Okay, first of all, anybody watching this, it's embarrassing that someone would even ask this, right? Like, do either one of us are going to fight a guard? Yeah, not no. fighting a guard. That you can't, you don't win fighting a guard. No, no. If you even if you got it, took even if you got the best, of got them. the best of them, which I'm not getting the best of anybody. Right. So if I got the best of them, I mean, you're going to get the piss beat out of you when in they the back. in the back when they when grab they, you and catch you know people when they think, come oh, in oh no they don't do that the hell they don't they'll beat your ass like you can't believe and then they'll keep you into the shoe until you heal and then they'll let you see the doctor see we told you nothing was wrong with them that was two months ago i'm all better now <laughs> So, yes, but yes, have you seen a guard get beat up or attacked? Yeah, I've seen a bunch of guards uh, get into fights. At the low? I saw. I, 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 I didn't see this. There was actually one time a, a, a punk. The guard tried to grab the punk. He yanked, The punk yanked away. Don't you touch me! And ran. Ran really? into the bathroom. Into the, it went into the toilet stall. And closed the door. Well, the guard caught up and realized, okay, he's in there. Goes in and kicks open the door, and the punk attacked him. He fell on the ground, and he was beating on him. The punk is screaming while he's fighting with the guard. The guard is screaming, like, <laughs> help, help, help. <laughs> I mean, it was a whole thing. Like, it was hilarious, bro. <laughs> the guard had a black eye. Like, he came back, like, two days later, he came back. We never saw the punk in. So I saw that. I'm sorry. I heard that. Um, I've seen guards beat up inmates and they fight back. It's just not a great, no, not a great uh, fight with a guard. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. 
Um, well, I've I've seen um, a couple of guard fights like you have. Probably my my favorite one was a guy it was an uh, old man about sixty five or something, and the guard was saying, "Hey, the, like he came back and came back in from we were coming back in from um, Chow from eating, and the guards at the door." Said, hey, let me pat you down. And he, he's like, no. And he starts walking faster. Because, like, when you're coming up the walkway, you make a right to go into your unit. So he's coming up the walkway, and the guard, as he's turning to go in, the guard's like, hey, let me pat you down. So the guy, like, he has to hear him. He goes, hey. He calls him by name and everything. He's like, hey, Smith, let me check you. And he kept walking. He started walking faster. So I'm, like, about four steps behind him. So I'm, I'm watching and hearing this, and then I see the guard going after him. So the guy's moving real fast to a cell. So he gets to a cell. And the guard goes in, and the next thing you see is the door explode open, and these two are, like, fighting. A 65-year-old man. So they're swinging like the, like the 65-year-old man swinging, so he gets the 65-year-old man. <laughs> it sounded like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, as soon as this is over, I'm going to make a call. He <laughs> sounded, he got the 65-year-old man in the headlock, right? Somehow the 65-year-old man gets out of the headlock and gets the guard in the headlock. <laughs> It's like they exchanged wrestling positions. Like the whole unit is like awestruck as this is going on. It's about 15 minutes of them fighting, rolling up, swinging, headlock, headlock. I and mean, the guard didn't hit the button? You know, no, all, all of them. So what most people don't realize. Matter of fact, eventually the guy got the old man in handcuffs. <laughs> like after like 15 minutes, you're like, you're watching this. like It's going on for it's like a, about a 20 minute fight. 20 minutes before the guard next door, because it's two guards, it's two units. So he goes in after the guy. It's 20 minutes before the guard next door comes in to help him. But he's got him in handcuffs. See, so, so what happens is all the guards have, they all have um, a radio. On the radio, there's like a red button. Yes. And they the can panic hit button. the panic button. They can, if they hit the panic button. We call button, them the deuces. Yeah, the deuces. They hit the deuces. So they hit the deuces. All the guards come running on that. They converge on that location. You could always tell because, I mean, immediately they start screaming over the PA system, you know, uh, lockdown, lockdown, you know. Right. So, and then it, all the guards start running to that one person, that one guard's location. I mean, and listen, there. some of the guards are there in 20 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ready for action. Right. There was but, a female guard that used to run to all uh, when I was in the penitentiary, there was a, a white female lady. We, we think she was crazy. She would not only, if there was a fight, she'd run in and she'd tackle dudes. Like, if, if you and I are fighting, we're standing up, she'd actually tackle me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so she had some kind of aggression where I guess she loved that type of physical play. And Boy. so she was, she was on it. <laughs> right. Like, hey, I get to get all this out, all this aggression out. Leave there and like, sex me, sex me. All right, it's all right. So yes, I've seen many guards in in action and fighting. What, what's what's another one? Okay, uh, another one. Um, Matt, I remember you said your one time friend got caught up in Orlando and snitched on you. Just curious if you ever had any adventures back in the day in Central Florida, like Orlando, Seminole County, Volusia County. Yes. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah he names or all these different people counties. that you're associated with that were from out there that had anything significant to your hustle back in the day. I probably shouldn't have circled that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That seems. I mean, I mean, I know that. I mean, obviously, I've I've got, um, I've committed fraud in in like, God, like like Hillsboro, Pinellas. Um, Did you go to Polk County? Uh, what county is Orlando? Because I was Orange. in Orange County. I was in Orlando. It's Orange and um, it's one more. Done stuff in um, Jacksonville and uh, where's Tallahassee? Tallahassee is um, uh, Seminole. Is it Seminole? I don't Mar know. Marion is Orlando. Um, Jackson, uh, Tallahassee is a. Uh, it's not Bay County. I think Bay is um, Fort Myers, uh, Fort, Fort Fort Walton Beach. Um, Tallahassee is. Uh, I want to say Seminole, but I'm probably it doesn't, lying. Doesn't matter. I and mean, the point is, is that it. You know. So I mean, yeah, I've got a bunch of different counties in Florida that I've done fraud in, um, real estate fraud. The bulk of that fraud was real estate fraud. I mean, but I'm not even sure what the rest of the question means. Like, uh, have I like, are there people in those counties that no, there's there's nobody that was in the counties. Like I went to the county because I was trying to 
I was trying not to consolidate my the bulk of my fraud in just Hillsborough <laughs> County. So obviously I was traveling to different counties hoping right. to kind of, and by the way, that's an enhancement, changing yes. jurisdiction to evade uh, detection. Yes. Like to me, that's just what you do. You know, but, <laughs> but apparently that's an enhancement. You can get an extra few years for that, which I did. So yeah, so that was, um, that's why, uh, that's why initially my entire charge or my case started with the FDLE because there were so many different counties involved right. that they had to put together a task force to investigate. And once they had investigated the task force and they had all the information, they were like, okay, well, this is, this, he's borrowing money from banks all over the country in these different counties, in different, inf- in different, you know, it's too complicated of a case for the local police to, to look into. So that's when they handed it over to the FBI. That was my first case. That's not true. That was my second case. That's your second case. Sorry, but go ahead. All right. Are you able to disappear or erase your tracks right now? Is there someone that makes that service Breaking Bad style? I mean, in Breaking Bad, don't they have like some seedy underworld guy that can turn turns the, turns these guys into like ghosts? Like they can eliminate everything on the... There's not really that I know of person that can do that. There's... There are sites called, there's that site called um, reputation.com. So reputation.com, they actually, what they do is they don't uh, eliminate things on the internet about you, but they'll post so many things with your name in it and your um, basic, um, you know, basic uh, information on you in it that they push any derogatory information down like 15 or 20 pages. So, so if somebody's looking for you and they're looking for your charge, right. And there's multiple blogs and different types of, uh, different types of, of websites that you're mentioned on every time. Somebody's not going to go 15 pages. There's 20 per page, 15 pages. They're not going to look for three through 300 different, um, you know, different information, um, whatever you call it, things that got, came up to try and find your arrest. So they're going to click on the first one. It's like, okay, well, this is some blog from five years or two years ago about this guy that they met and blah, blah, really? blah. That's that, an interesting right? service. Then they go to the next one. It's, it is called like, it's called like um, reputation.com, I think. Oh, wow. And they go to the next one. They go to the next one. And then, they, oh, this is a little, like you can pay more and more. Like, oh, this is an article that mentions him in it. And, you know, stupid stuff. But they flood the whole internet with that. And they push all your bad stuff down. I know this because there's a, a bunch of fraudsters oh. and con men in prison. And all of them were like, I'm going to that. I'm going to, they're all trying to cover up everything. You know, they want to get right. rid of their charges and change their name and do this and do that. I'm going to go to reputation.com and have them built that way. They will bury anything that came out on me that was in the newspaper. And, you know, so there's that service. The more you pay, the more stuff they can flood it with. And oh, that's what, the, so they, they actually do the opposite of erasing. They just kind of flood the dome, which is, right. which is because you can't smart. get, you can't get any, you can't get rid of it. Like you can't go, like if there's something on my website and your name's on it, you can't get rid of that. There's just no way. Somebody has to hack into the website and get rid of this. Like you can't go into this server and that that's populated on numerous servers. Like, so there's just no way. So what they do instead is they just overwhelm them. And and like, okay, wow, there's 20 pages on this guy. Right. And and think about it like this too. Like for instance, um, I have a, I had a friend that I had signed that she signed up for, um, to become a Wikipedia, uh, oh God, it's a Wikipedia uh, reporter. Because people think like Wikipedia is like 100% like legit. Like, oh yeah, it's all vetted and it's this and that. And it's really not. Well, it's a, an encyclopedia online. See, you, you're thinking the same thing. You're thinking, no, no, it, it is. No, it's not. It, it's, it's independent. So they have a small staff of people that do a little bit of vetting. But the bulk of Wikipedia is written by independent Wikipedia reporters. And so what happens is you could sign up and say, hey, here's why I want to be a reporter with Wikipedia, because I've done this and I used to write for my my college newspaper and I this and you could put a little bio together, which can be complete BS. Right. And then you you then go on several different Wikipedia pages and you can you know, you can change it on Wikipedia. You can go in and say, hey, guess what? That guy did get 26 years, but he was recently released. Right. And then they'll and you put a link. And if they check it, they go, hey, 
that was good information. We're adding what you wanted, and we like that. Right. So if you can change, let's say you change five or ten different Wikipedia pages, and they see that you're credible, they'll now make you an official Wikipedia reporter, and you can write Wikipedia pages. So you can start putting up Wikipedia pages. I could write a whole Wikipedia page about <laughs> you. And so now I've written a whole thing, and then they'll vet it. Well, where'd you get this? Oh, you got this from this newspaper article. Oh, you got this from this book about him. Oh, you got this. And they'll kind of look through and they'll go, you know what? That is, this is a good, good one. And they'll <laughs> post it. So what I'm saying is a lot of that can be done. They have Wikipedia. They have Wikipedia and then they have Wikipedia people. W- Wikipedia, and Wikipedia people. Right. So you can start, you could actually sign up and to imagine what you can do with that. Once you do that, other there are other websites that will go in and take that information and create their own. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So more and more, so it comes up more and more and more on you. Like you can almost do it yourself. Right. You could also write a small article about yourself and get and post it on a blo- multiple blogs. <laughs> like you can start forcing stuff down on you because this is more recent stuff. And if you look at it a lot from different IP addresses, it, it populates higher too. So it pushes everything down. I like that, though. That's a smart comment. That's really basically all the, the good questions. Was there one about... Um, there was one about... So there was one question I know some guy had asked about, like, what crimes... Are there any crimes that you came up with in prison? I think that was the last one. <clears throat> Remember I told you I used to walk when I, when I got a... No, no, that was the other podcast I did that on. Um, no, that's not on this one. Well, there was, there was one guy, I remember I read one question where it's like, are there any crimes that, that you came up with while you were incarcerated? And, and I know, because uh, I know I read that one, and I was, like, I was like, you know what, we should do, we can do a whole, I could do a whole podcast on that. Because it'd be, it'd be kind of like the tax, the, the drop, the tax scam. Right. And just how, because you had done the tax scam. And we were going to talk about how it's kind of dried up and why it's dried up and then how it could, how it's evolved and different versions of it that I saw while I was incarcerated. Right. And then, you know, different ways that it's slowly evolving. And anyway, so that's like a whole podcast on its, on its own. And we're actually going to do a podcast on that. And it may be after this podcast. I don't know. That's up to Colby. But anyway, it'll, it'll be something about the tax scam or something about, it'll be called something about tax scams or uh, income tax scams or something. I don't know. It'll be titled something tax scam. So we'll, uh, we'll look at it. We'll check out that out next time. And are we good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. All right. Uh, so this is, my name is Matt Cox and Zach. that's Zach. And we just did a podcast. And so if you like the podcast, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, share the video. Can you imagine? So you'll be doing this soon. <laughs> share the video, send it to a bunch of your friends, buy a book, buy a t-shirt, You know what's going on, man. (laughs) All right. See ya.